Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Back to somewhat normal, man, after our special episode last week. Uh, Yes, good to be here. Good to be here for sure. I hope everybody listened to that. And if you haven't yet, if you haven't yet... We did the online listening party for Slayer's Repentless. All of our subscribers on iTunes and all those other places, they got it on Friday morning. If you're not subscribed, go get it. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. And we'll, I, I, I'm so proud of the way it turned out. We'll recap a little bit of that because we're going we're gonna to play another one off the new Slayer song. Since they're a Slayer album since that came out this week or this past Friday. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, play another new Slayer song since it's fucking Slayer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you are right. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your damn podcast. Make sure you dig us up. Just search Metal Sucks Podcast. You'll find us. Leave us a couple of stars. Tell us we suck. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. You can find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks. So dig us up and follow us and friend us and all that. The, on this episode, we got a ton of stuff, man. But first, the Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you this week by Black Sabbath, the end tour. Now it ends. The final tour by the greatest metal band of all time, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, and Geezer Butler. They close the final chapter in the final volume of the incredible Black Sabbath story. For full dates and ticket information, visit at LiveNation.com and also Creative Live. Uh, if you want to re- learn how to record music and stuff, check out our friends at Creative Live. I mean, I've been watching people on Facebook. I've, uh, I, I always keep my eye on y'all because he's like, I've got something in the store for Creative Live. It's going to be amazing. Well, he's just one of the dudes that that I like to follow on there. If they've got classes on engineering, mis- mixing, mastering, you know, uh, let's see who's got peripheries on there. Dillinger, uh, Converge, so many different things for you to check out, and so many different things for you to look at. CreativeLive.com/slash/audio if you want to learn more, watch some pre- free previews. It's so badass, dude. The most popular music class on Creative Live, you got to check it out. It's less than a hundred bucks, right? It's like twenty some odd videos. This class. And it's Joey Sturgis in the studio. And you know how it is. Like, everybody who's in a band wants to figure out what their second revenue stream should be. You know, how do you stay so that you can keep on making music? And some yeah. people are real smart and set up their own little merch company, you know, and are making their own shirts and stuff. So, But other people, like, they, they haven't figured it out. You know what? If you can master the studio... Take, you know, for less than a hundred bucks, you'd be a hell of a lot further along than just about anybody else out there. It's totally great investment. It's something awesome to do. And for those of us who are just like fans and have no talent whatsoever, become a producer, man. Just <laughs> will teach you how to do it. It's it's. I I thought that was just the coolest thing. It's like hours and hours of uh, instruction from him. I know how to less be a producer. Hundred bucks. I totally know how to be a producer. I got to do is just tell him everything sucks, man. Your song's too long. You need <laughs> that, that breakdown is in a terrible 
control spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that guitar tone. I don't know what the fuck that means, but hey, you know, I, I, that's yeah. dude, I'm producing now. All right, you yes. move the faders Woo! up and down all the time, and then when anybody else even breathes on them, you give them a, like shoot them an evil Son eye. That's production, man. Hey, this episode, man, we've got uh, we've got none other than uh, okay. I'm gonna try not to geek out too much man lejean witherspoon is on this episode and i am a huge seven dust fan i've been a seven dust fan since the the beginning of time actually since they started i was a huge fan so this was kind of exciting for me it's the first time i've ever gotten to talk to lejean and um and and we geek out about all kinds of stuff i had thank you godless for stopping the car talk because it almost turned into (laughs) it it almost turned into an episode of car talk in the middle of this interview so we're going to get in talk to him here in a little bit we're also going to hear a new song off the brand new the, the brand new album that that was featured in the uh, iPhone six release thing. Did you see that? Wow. That it was actually no. they showed the cover of the album and stuff. You know, remember they did that with the the Deaf Heaven one uh, yeah. a few uh, phones back. Uh, Seven Dust was one of the featured on this one uh, this time. I was so like, is oh, it like cool. Seven Dust going to have like all the hipsters showing up to their shows now? Oh well, they do acoustic shows now, so you know hipsters love that. Yeah. They come out and snap and everything. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Also, like we said, we're going to hear a new one from Slayer. We're also going to talk about. Something that you know, that came up in the hardcore scene up in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, where somebody decided to fake cancer, and that's no fun. And we're going to talk about how that relates back to what, the, dude, what what that means to other people and bands and stuff. Dude, the biggest thing ever. We're gonna make like an awesomely huge, fantastic announcement. Well, hopefully, like awesomely huge at the and back fantastic. end of the show. Yeah, we'll yes. see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what everybody else thinks about that. I think it's awesome. At least I, I, I think hope so. Awesome. Anyway, I'm super excited. About Best it. thing ever happened this week, though. Let me dis- let me continue the tour and proved me completely wrong and did a full set and is back on tour and 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 better now. I feel so good after after uh, that was emotional for me last week, man. It really was. Dude, you totally cried. I'm, I didn't um, cry. I think that that yeah, was a cry, man. That, that was, was not a, a cry. You, you did the choke up thing. I didn't cry. No, I did not cry. The, oh, that was awesome. It was close. That was it was really awesome. close. But I'm so glad that that they figured out finally exactly what was going on with him. That it was a lung infection. But he got back on stage. I guess it was St. Louis is where he um, did a full Wait set. Wait a second. You believe that? I did. I don't. I don't. Hey, come man. On. Come on. I don't know. No, I, come on. You come on. I'm going to believe lung infection. I'm going to believe that Lemmy doesn't have the best insurance in the world, and yes. think that maybe uh, the Quick Clinic at the CVS didn't do him right, <laughs> and they actually got him to a doctor that figured out what was going on and got him treated correctly. He rested up a few days, and now he's back out there. So it, uh, once again, uh, at least for the time being, Lemmy is indestructible. So awesome. you're the kind of I feel so much. You're the better kind of person that Hillary Clinton just looks forward to in the next election because you're the you're so gullible. I just, so I, gullible. hey, dude, I just I'm trying to be. There are not many things in this world that I'm uh, optimistic about. You know, just not many things at all. And, and if, Lemmy's immortality. <laughs> you're pretty, I'm, a, you're pretty, I'm pretty trying to be optimistic, man. All right, I am. I, I, I Come on, man. Uh, it's okay. But I, I might owe somebody a dollar because I um, made, uh, made a bet with a friend of mine that said, okay, the next tour, he's going to Salt Lake City, Denver, Austin, and San Antonio. First, first four shows. I'm like, oh, well, we'll see, man. So I might, who knows? I might owe somebody a dollar here very soon. It's no, entirely he, he won't. Yeah, no, no. So, congratulations. I'm glad that uh, the Motorhead has resolved most of that yes. stuff and got him back out on tour. Well, let's 
let's congratulate them on figuring out how to cover up whatever illness is actually going on just long enough so that at least Lemmy can finish these last few dates and then maybe addresses the issues in a serious way or not. He's going to be, he's better. He's fine. He's fine, dude. He's totally fine. He's able to stand up. That's That's good. That's good. That's damn good, man. All right. So that out of the way, we need to get into our interview (laughs) with LeJean so I don't start crying again. Damn it. (laughs) You going to bring me down? No. LeJean Witherspoon, they got a new album from uh, Seven Dust that is out. It's not an acoustic record like the last one. This one is called Kill the Flaw. And uh, LeJean joins us on the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, Chuck and Godless from the uh, Metal Sucks Podcast, man. Right on. Thank you guys for taking to do this today, brother. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Definitely. Oh. I mean, want to talk to you for sure. <laughs> right on. I just got a chance to listen to the new record, and um, okay, it's uh, it's not Time Travelers for sure. Oh, man, we went as far away from the acoustic <laughs> theme as, like I said, at the end of that tour, get ready to not see an acoustic guitar within a thousand mile radius of us for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> man, See, I'm surprised it wouldn't be the opposite. I would figure that you guys would be like, oh, man, we've been jamming these acoustics and we really dig what we're doing. And maybe this would influence the album. You know what I mean? That's our thing. Man, well, I'll tell you what. I can't, we kind of set this up. and it, it, the, the play, it kinda, It's kind of fallen the way we wanted it to. We wanted to unplug, take a little break, kind of a hiatus, go out, take that avenue of the acoustic thing. I don't think a lot of people were able to do that and, and, and bring such an energetic acoustic show to a live setting. We were able to do that. With that being said, in the back of our mind, we all knew that we could not wait to get into the studio to plug in electric because we've been taken away from it for so long. And that's, you know, that's who we are. That's the seven dust sound. That's uh, where we really go in and bang it out. And so for us to go back in and plug in, that was, it was a long time of waiting, man. And so uh, <laughs> we wanted to make sure we did everything as loud and as heavy as we possibly could. Well, dude, when I heard ti- you- when I heard Time Travelers, uh, I was just like, I don't know about this. And then I and, and then I went to the tour and I saw you guys do it live acoustic, and oh my god, <laughs> I was like, all right, right this is awesome. Right on, man. You know that's that's what we wanted. We did, you know when we we set out to do it, you know I, I wanted to say, and I did say this a lot. I said, don't think you're going to come and sit around the fire a campfire and burn marshmallows and, and shit like that. This is gonna we're gonna get down and people are gonna still be able to mosh if they feel it and, and that was something that happened on this tour and it was cool to take that avenue. And not saying that we would ever go down that again. I look forward to doing that again in the future, but for right now, uh kill the flaw and loud stuff like that is what we're into. <laughs> Definitely man. There was a interview that you did recently and and i thought you said something really interesting you said uh life and music is a chess game so i'm waiting to make yeah. my next move and yeah, uh, to me it was sort of like it's it's a chess game but there's a time limit on this chess game you know do yeah, you find true. do you like you know is it more like a a rush chess where you want to make that next move as fast as possible and hit the timer so that the next person's got to react no no i think that's what we were doing for a long long time and for the first time, we were able to, to make that move to where we can sit and um, and say, I guess, checkmate. That's kind of where I feel like we were at in our lives after kind of cleaning cleaning house and getting new management and bringing in people that really, to us, seem to, to take heed to things that we say and really uh, have the best interest of the band and people as men and uh, uh, fathers and husbands, if that all makes sense. So uh, 
that's something we were able to do. There, there's a lot more on the line these days as you as you yeah, get a little older, you know. Absolutely, man. You know, we ain't getting no younger kids popping out left and right. <laughs> Wives, you got one on Wives, another man. one on the way. Yeah, I got a little boy on the way, so it's my third. Uh, I can't believe that uh, we have we have a little a little guy in the belly, and I, I feel I'm so happy, but I feel sorry for him coming into a house full of women. But thank you for taking the heat off, Daddy. Great. <laughs> well, c- congratulations on that. But I've always felt like you got one kid that's cool. You got two. Okay, mistakes happen. Three is when you're crazy. Oh yeah. But you know, man, it's 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 so fun. You know, and actually, it wasn't. We didn't plan on it, so it was a a blessing in disguise for us because we've been trying so long that we uh, kind of had given up, and then we got lucky, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Boop, there he is!" Wait a second, security. <laughs> but uh, but you know, you got to roll with it. So how how are the sisters taking it though? Oh man, that's uh, the hard part, she, right? She can't wait. Oh, are you kidding me? They, no, uh-huh. I, we got a we got a sonogram, and it looks like a three D one. And uh, the, my youngest already said, "Wow, Dad, he looks like me already." I'm like, "Well, you, you know, he does." So it's definitely your little brother. So they're fun. They're excited, and you know, mommy's really excited. She's eating us out of house and home. Uh, but uh, that's a good thing. That's you know, I get to hang out with her like I normally get up at three o'clock in the morning or around that time because I got so many things going on on my mind ready for this tour and everything and now i have a partner that gets up that's ready to munch at that time so i I really don't get my alone time anymore i guess that's the feeding hour for this one (laughs) so how does that feel how does that feel for you like getting ready for a tour and 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 knowing that you gotta you gotta leave this situation like uh, i mean well all right you know what man that's a good question because before it sucked real bad because my daughter, I would let's see. I flew in. I stayed home for four four days, and I flew back out on tour. And I wasn't there at all for the pregnancy at all. This time in my life, in our lives, we've, we've been able to be off, kind of cherry pick a couple of shows and do some big radio shows here and there, do the album. Uh, and I've been here all the way up until I leave in September. We'll, we'll go out and play until I think the day before Thanksgiving, and we'll unplug it, and I'll stay home until March. So. I'll be able to be here for the baby, and you know this. So it's been a, it's been really important for me to be a part of this growing process. So it's going to be hard to leave, but yeah. I'll be back. You know, I won't be gone that long. It won't be like the old days where we left. Like, see you later. Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean, see you later? I'll see you next year. Is what I mean. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be home when that thing pops out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, actually no. I'll be home a few. I'll be home a month before the baby gets here. Almost a month before the baby gets here, I'll be here. I'm gonna say it's got to feel good to be to be at that point where where you can kind of pick and choose a little bit more than you than you used to. It's amazing, what a blessing to be a uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more, uh, and it, it's it's a it's a it's a serious thing because as much as we love being out on the road, we love being with our families, and uh, it's definitely you know back in the day when you think about leaving the house. And you think about when you leave your house for a week vacation, you come back and stuff's out of order. You think about leaving your home for six months and you get back. It's like, damn, where's that TV at I had in the living room mm-hmm. you know, the last time I was here? You know, so you, know, you can only imagine. So it's definitely been a, a much needed and we would never take this time for granted. But it is time to get back to work. Yeah, LeJohn, I'm doing the math and I'm thinking March is about when that new baby's going to start teething. So maybe this tour getting you out of the house is timed rather... Uh- Fortunately, you know how that works. At this I know. Point, right? I, oh, I know how it works. I know, man. I know the wife's gonna be beating me down when I'm out there on the road when that baby's here too. <laughs> gonna, hey, we're gonna have to. We gotta go make a new record. It's uh, you know, we're gonna exactly. make it time for the studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. We're getting ready to go do a studio hang. <laughs> yeah, gonna, you know, come on, it's all good. Yeah, gotta get back with the boys again. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. But it's it's so exciting and uh and everything, you know, you know, you always hope that things work out the proper way and uh and align right. So right now things are good, you know, it's a dream come true. <clears throat> I'm not saying tomorrow we won't have a nightmare hit us, but but right now things look good and uh we look forward in supporting uh Kill the Flaw and thank you guys for all y'all support with us and uh, it's gonna be a good run, we hope. Dude, you've got like you guys went. I mean, people don't maybe don't realize this, but you guys went through like a hell period. I mean, over like just a matter of weeks. I mean, between one label totally screwing you, a second label mm-hmm. screwing you completely on new promises, and then an account oh, yo, that turned man, out it was screwing you the entire time. Oh wow, yeah, we've definitely been through hell, and man, I think that just you know shows a testament to uh, to where we're at as a band right now. That you know we never gave up and. It's been cool to still be, if the word is the right word, irrelevant, you know, relevant in this music industry. That we thank the Lord, we can never take it for granted. But uh, uh, it took a long time to get some of those people out of our pockets. Uh, some of them are still in there due to contractual reasons, but uh, that's only a short time away. So, uh, I, like you know, you know, and it all, uh, that all goes back to the chess game too. You know, not only us. Play uh, this music game as a game of chess. Other people know how to play it too. True. So uh, we uh, we try to write, make the right moves. But as long as we stay together as a strong unit and we are a family, so uh, I think nothing can really deter us from the mission that we have to do. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, you guys have had this the same lineup. Everybody went through that shit except for Clint. Clint bailed. Yep. But otherwise, the rest Clint of you guys were like, while. "No, we're sticking it out, man." Oh man, we have to, man. You know, we made a promise together when we first started this out, man. Is uh, uh, this is definitely uh, our passion. Seven Dust is uh, this. It's a, it's a part of us. It's, it's, you know, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's what's keeping us going, and uh, it, it's doing. You know, I, I've grown up with people. Uh, it, it, what you know, what more could you ask for? I'm 42 years old. I have to say that cause I'm the youngest in the band. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> a 42 year old man. You know, when we started, I was 20, 21 years old. And that guy that's my age now that has kids like me is bringing his teenagers to the show that are bringing their boyfriend and girlfriends to the show. And now it's gotten to the point to where these other these teenagers are now getting married and having kids. And so to me, that means, you know, I look at it like, man, we must be doing something right. You don't have to like it. You can love us. You can hate us. But, you know, you can't really necessarily all that way ignore it because there's something good going on. And, uh, we're, you know, we're very lucky and blessed. Well, I mean, I just look at that combination of you guys and so many bands that have come from uh, from the same time period, the same era as you guys have uh, have fallen by the wayside, have either you know closed up shop or broken up and then gotten back together or, or whatever. But you guys have have just been. How is that possible for you guys to keep so solid for so long? And I mean, and even I mean, and even bring Clint back into the band. We're just good old boys, man. That got very blessed <laughs> to be in the business. And we have a great time doing it. And, man, you know what? I'm glad that uh, we weren't one of those bands that were along with some of those bands that you were just talking about that Mm -hmm. maybe had that one song that got them one platinum album, and then all of a sudden, where the hell are they at now? They're on that show, What the Fuck Happened to That Band episode, you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, I'm glad that that didn't happen. I'm glad that we have longevity and we were able to have gold albums. It might have taken a while to get to platinum, but you know what? at least we're still here and we can still go out and pack these places out and, and now go in support of our 11th or 10th, whatever you want to call it, studio album. I mean, geez, that's a, I think I'm, I'm, I can't, I would never take that for granted. I just, I count my blessings on that. I, I say, uh, 
dreams do come true. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, but John, so you keep on saying that you're blessed and, yeah. and how awesome. But like, there are bands that haven't been screwed over by their record labels, their accountant, their managers, and everybody else in the world and made their lives a living hell. Those bands, I'd say, are blessed. You guys are just yeah. tenacious. Wow, man, we've been you know we've been uh, it's been hard, but uh, man, I'm, we're here. You know, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Uh, I might have. You know, I believe in the same people you see going up, you see coming down. I might have not wanted to meet some of the people, but uh, I think that, you know, they've given us the, uh, the toughness that we have. And, uh, and if there's any advice that I can give to people out there, uh, men or women, in this industry is to be a, uh, stay true to your art, uh, but also be a businessman, a businesswoman in this music business, because it is a business for sure. Uh, just keep true at it. Is that something you felt Are like you, you didn't have when you guys first started out? Oh, like, man. Yeah. Heck exactly. no, we yeah. didn't have that, man. Give me a break. You got What happened to the days of signing a record deal? That was so much yeah, right? fun. You know, we didn't realize that we were we were really ne- we were signing our lives away to a piece of paper that ultimately all these dinners that you thought you were going to and oh my god, they're whining us and dining us. We were paying for it at the end of the day. But uh yeah. those days were fun, man. You know, I I I still I wish that we could get those days back where you could tour an album for longer than a year and you could uh you could have more than one single that got heard by the public. Uh, those days are gone, but uh, I still believe that we have this kind of band of gypsy feeling when you have Seven Dust as a family. Uh, we try to take the business side away when we're out there on the road and we bring the show. And uh, I think without music, this world would be crazy. So as long as we're able to do that, man, I think we'll be continue to go. And you know, I when I first when I first heard you guys, you guys were lumped in with the with, with a lot of the new metal stuff that came out about the same time, yeah. ninety six, ninety seven, or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. I was in college radio, and I saw that that self titled album come across my desk, and I popped it in, and I knew that I I was listening to something that was different than anything else that was that was happening oh, right man. then. Did you guys feel that way, or did you feel like you were part of that crowd? Uh, uh-uh, absolutely not. Felt like we were part of that crowd at all, man. We felt like we had something completely new and just exciting and fresh. We were so excited about our music, man. We had written two songs and went out and played uh, under, I think maybe it was Rumblefish, Crawlspace, one of the names, our first names we had. And we were so excited. We played, and everyone was excited for us. You know, we all came from these bands around the local scene, and we got up on the stage and jammed the only two songs that we had and rocked the hell out of them. And later on that night, we got back up and did them over again, but we did them... uh, (laughs) different ways we have black and something else i think crazy but yeah back then we knew something was going on because it gave us a feeling that i still get to this day when we get on that stage and jam is that a connection that you think you have with the audience or is that everybody in the back because i mean i've always kind of like for some reason for some reason it's like i've always attached to you and your voice when it comes to the band i know i know that there's so much more to it but but like that's a that seems like you make a great connection with the audience i try to man i you know i think that's the serenity up there so I always try to feel like, you know, I make it. I think, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't look at the other guys, but I know everyone's doing their own connection kind of thing, but I try to make my own connection with the people up there because my my instrument is my voice, you know. Morgan can flip his sticks around and spit up in the air and turn around and moon everybody and fart or whatever you want to do, but, you know, my, my voice is my thing. That's my uh, commander, so that's what I have to work with. I was looking at like some video of you guys at Woodstock, 1999, right? Huge crowd. Yeah. You guys... I mean that's huge, right? Uh, but uh-huh. but Vince Vince is playing a bass guitar with a Confederate flag on it. So I wanted to know, right? Because I know this is a tired issue for a lot of people. But oh yeah, how is it? How is it working with a guy for all these years who turns out to be a racist? 
funny. You know, it would have been CC. Now it would have been funny if you would have said like we were playing without each other and he had a KKK uniform on it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's never, it's, it's never, it's never been like that. We're all from Georgia. That flag has been flown a long time, and uh, it never. I think it would be ignorant to anyone to think that we even brought it to something that would be a form of racism. I think we did it just because, uh, and then I knew we flew the flag because it was a flag that was flown. It had nothing to do with the bad side of things. It was something where he was from, where we were from. Uh, there were seven Dutch shirts with the rebel flag on it. Now, I believe, and I, I'm a strong believer in that there's a time and a place and uh, a right time and a right place. And I think back then that wasn't anything that was a big deal at all. But now, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's kind of unfortunately and sad. But I still don't have a problem, per se, if I see it if someone is wearing it or rocking it, I don't have a problem. It's not stopping me from doing anything. Ignorance has no room uh, where we're from. So, you know, you, you know, it's not going to ever go back to the way it was before. So uh, we keep moving. But, yeah, it's always, uh, Benny, he can still rock that base with that as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Really? My wife met me. My wife met me uh, in the front of the stage. She's like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I had a, a belt buckle that had a Confederate flag on it the first time we met about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> Damn. So you think about how confused she was, but you know, man, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, you know, it, it was nothing. It was a flag, you know, and I think the bad side about it was a lot of people, uh, the majority thinks that, you know, it was just a few people that flew it in the name of badness. You know, it's like we got Americans that our flag that are bad as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And still <laughs> say I pledge allegiance every day and let's go burn some shit down right after this. So you know what I mean? I could take that either way. <laughs> See, I get the whole argument about, like, the flag is a symbol of Southern pride, and that's mm -hmm. all it is. But in my estimation, it's sort of like, well, why not pick a different symbol that wouldn't have all that baggage at this point? Yeah, at this point, absolutely, man. I think that's why uh, That's why finally things are starting to change and people are starting to see it, you know. But uh, I think you can never, no matter what, you can never get away from history. It's always going to be there. And, uh... It's something we can never forget. So uh, we can only try to do better and not be ignorant and, and go back to the way that things were in the past. I'm yeah. curious what the resale value on that base would be at this point, even <laughs> with like all your autographs on it, you know? That's funny. Well, if anybody had it, I would in my house in my bar. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that new song that you got from the album, the, uh, 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 Not Today? Is Because that's all about being lied to and stuff. So should Hillary Clinton take that song personally? <laughs> not at all, man. What do you think about Donald Trump getting ready to be our president? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Nobody that. Likes All right. I think nah. What do you What do you think about it, man? I mean, yeah, everybody knows what we think. Yeah, we, we talk about oh, it all that all the time. I mean, I just think. I mean, you God bless America, man. I mean, check it out. <laughs> you know what? Money talks, I guess, and bullshit walks, man. That's the end of the story, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, who I would mean, Seven Dust endorse? Oh, that's a crazy question. I can't speak for everyone. You know, I. All right, well, speak what, for man, yourself. I endorse. I endorse Listen to this. I endorse the guy or the female that's going to get in there and make a difference and actually, you know, change something in this world. And, I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. I know that. We all know that. But at least someone that's going to go in there and at least try and give it their 100% and not sit up in there and party and, uh, you know, wait to see what's going to happen. not saying that that's what's happening. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in if you're going to take care of this country the right way, then, then go for it. 
That's a little I'm bit of a cop out answer. I'm not, That's a I'm little not bit of a cop out answer. All right, so so all right, don't cop out on this then. Will you tell us I'm not, like I'm not two? Vote it- for Kanye. I won't. Vote okay, for but Kanye. <laughs> are there? All right, what are two issues that for you would be like they have to go on this side of that issue to get my support? What would those two issues be? Oh, as much as you would want me to say. Legalize marijuana. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> okay. No. No, that's okay. good. All right. Uh, I don't know, man. I would just, you know, I, would, I, I, I would really want someone to be behind helping the homeless, helping the drug situation we have in America. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a believer in the rich keep getting richer and the poor get poorer. I think that we have enough money here in this world for everyone. We're a rich enough country for us all to be okay, in a sense, if that makes sense. Not saying help people that don't do anything for themselves. But we're uh, a land of uh, promise, and we can do anything, and I, we can make our dreams come true as long as we work hard. And I think if we strive to help each other instead of putting each other down and hating, that I think we can uh, have a better place. Yeah, it's not about it's not about getting everybody rich. It's about it's right. about having a decent life and not having to worry about you know one hospital visit putting you in the in the, in the poorhouse. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. That's all I'm about, man. Because you know what, uh, we've gone this long this way, so I don't think it's you know, that far off the meter, but we just kind of need to hone it in a little bit, and I think things will get a lot better. Now, you're about so to have another baby. Per- that's that's like a second mortgage, so, you know. Yeah, oh, man. Hey, guess what? I believe me, man. Shoot, I'm ready for my daughter to do this acting thing so daddy can retire. Take a loading call <laughs> yeah. her. <laughs> See, I would think that, like, by the sounds of that, that would be like, all right, so you're a Bernie Sanders guy, but, you know, like... <laughs> You guys actually have had some success in the industry. So, you know, on the other hand, you're like, man, I just had to pay off like this accountant who stole everything. Last thing I want to do is be giving up 60% of my income. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. You know, uh, life throws you. uh, You know what? It's so funny you say that. I, I say as I've gotten older, life's obstacles have become more obscure. And it's crazy what the different things that, you know, we deal with as uh as we get older, but man, uh, we have to keep on going. And I've been lucky enough to have a, a strong woman behind me as my backbone that I call the warden. And I have a good organization that keeps us in line. And, uh, man, we just got to keep on trying. <laughs> the warden. Does she know you call her that? Yeah. Or do you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. She doesn't like it all the time, but every once in a while she likes it. <laughs> yeah, but you got to lay down the really law. Yeah, you really don't like when I call her Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, I would picture that like like all right, when when you guys are dating and you get on your motorbike, that's cool, right? After the first kid's born, she's like, "Eh, after the second one's born, she's like, that life insurance policy better be freaking great." But a third hey, kid, so- is there any way in the world she's letting you back on that bike? You know what? You know what? I kind of kind of I'm kind of mad at you right now about saying that because <laughs> He's okay. This is so funny. You're going to get a kick out of this. I just recently got gifted uh, a spider. So it's got wow. the three wheels on it. And she, and she thinks that's safer. Actually, it's faster than any motorcycle I've ever had in my life. It's, it's a 990. I can get it in 60 in second gear, even though she doesn't know that. I just told But uh, it's so fun. But she's like, oh, that's three wheels. That's safer. Go ahead. You ride that every day if you want to. And I'm like, if she only knew... This thing is like a futuristic transformer jet ski on wheels. <laughs> oh my god! But I see yeah, like those things are sword- badass. I know those things are they're amazing. <laughs> but dude, oh, yeah, you got like hard. we're almost exactly two years from Mitch Luker, and like I mean, <laughs> how did you stop your wife from seeing that news? 
Oh, uh, you know, she knows, she, she knows I'm a very safe guy. And uh, actually, she's the one that just pushed me to go to Sturgis with uh, some buddies. And we took a tour bus down and, and took, let's see, about three Harleys, two drones, three flamethrowers. And it was like the ultimate guy trip. And, uh, you know, she pushed me to do it. And normally, I wouldn't do that because uh, I wanted to be at home. But, you know, it's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm responsible. So I'm not out there doing donuts or nothing. We go out ride our bikes. You know, just I'm looking at Mitch Luker's old Instagram account now, and the third photo from the end underneath it says, I'm a really safe driver. You know, I mean, uh, come on. You only got two wheels. There's nothing between you and pavement for three wheels. Three wheels. Well, or two to three wheels. That's true. I've seen a a worse accident in a Cadillac, a four door Cadillac down the street from my house. (laughs) In the neighborhood. All right, but, but but seriously, right? Seriously, like so, uh, you know, I'm we're getting a lot of laughs, but my you've got tragedy in your past, you know, and like how would you face your parents if something like that were to happen? They've lost their backup plan if something happened to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, this is this is a true believer. I, I've never been someone that's gonna tuck my tail up under my ass and sit down and be afraid of life because I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna hit it, and uh, I will be. I, I would I would joke myself if I would sit down and park my motorcycles. That's part of me. So that's something I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to ride till I die. Now, thank the Lord for being on my side, and I hope he will. I could go out in my front of my house, and my next-door neighbor would be crazy and come out and shoot me in my fucking head. I'm not worried about that either. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to well, let those yeah. things scare me. <laughs> but I bet you're pretty nice to your neighbors, you know, just in case. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the nice same thing. Like, <laughs> they might, they might get yeah. mad at me when I turn my motorcycles on, but I'm pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I'm nice to my neighbors the same way that I don't get on a motorbike. You know, it's just sort of preventative uh, measures. You know. So what? What do you do outside the box then? <laughs> what do you mean, like uh, b- besides like? crawl into a, a corner and shiver? <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I don't, but I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I ride the motorcycle like on pretty days like today, and I, you know what, I do, I take it to the gym and back, and I'm not like out there dogging it, you know, or going, I'm not, a, I'm not good call, calling myself a one percenter and get ready to bust down a bar door and whip everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it sounds like it's not an adrenaline thing for you, it sounds like, you know, it's a little bit of lifestyle, and also just like, I'm riding a motorcycle is pretty badass, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, I, you know what, man? My wife always tells me when I come back from a bike ride, I'm a different guy. So it just, you know, it kind of relaxes me, actually. Yeah, because you don't have music playing in the background. You know, you're just kind of listening to the wind in your face, and and just it's a whole different world. Oh man, it's just fun. It's exciting. Yeah, but that thing, that spider dude, those things are. That, that's what zero to sixty in like four seconds or something on the, that thing, right? Oh, it's like it's a V six. It's a monster. Yeah, now don't get me wrong, man. I don't. I'm not always fast. I got I got old cars too, and I ride. I like to. I pull out my 64 Falcon, and I go real, it's a hot rod, but I go slow in it. <laughs> you have a 64 Falcon? Oh, I love you even more now. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like, oh, thank you, man. It's not all about motorcycles. <laughs> oh, that that's like one of the, uh, the, and what I love about those cars is that, oh, shit, now we're going to go down a wormhole. Um, th- what I love about those cars is that they're not, they're, they're just non-suspecting. You don't even suspect that to be a hot rod, right? It's just a box. Oh, not, you know what is funny about that is the car that I got, I got it from an old guy. And uh, back in the day, he put a 60-something Mustang front end on it. And it's, man, this thing is a, 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 I I got a great deal of cement. It's the original Ford Blue on the inside. And he had painted uh, this incredible green on the out. He happened to be the head mechanic at KU University. And 
Uh, he said uh, it hadn't been started up in about seven months. And he tried to start it up, and it wouldn't start up. And he kicked the gas twice, and it started up, and it sounded like it was a brand-new engine in that thing, man. And I uh, grabbed my, I grabbed the warden's hand, and I said, don't say anything. Don't act excited. And uh, <laughs> we, ended up, we ended up getting that car, man. It's been, it's been great. I got it for my 42nd birthday. I've been hunting for a for a good, nice old car that's exactly kind of like that. That's like you wouldn't suspect that to be a hot rod, right? It doesn't have like a pub. Well, not at all. Yeah, it doesn't have a bumped hood or anything like that or nothing. It's just like straight, right? Straight off. We got a two uh, two sixty V eight engine in it that's kind of souped up. Ooh, uh, and right. yeah, it's it's all it's a little souped up. It's a little tricked out. That's but, good. Uh, it's definitely fun. I get the wife to go out with me every once in a while. But the funny thing is, when she uh, we were out on the road and. I remember she picked it up for me, and uh, my buddy was the doctor was following behind her to make sure she made it home all right. And I called, her and I was so excited. And she's like, "You got to stop calling me! Oh my God, are you sure you, we bought the right thing? This thing is weird. I can't stop the brakes." <laughs> I was like, "It's not like your new car. It's a 1964. Take it easy." <laughs> it doesn't have power brakes in it. Damn it! it exa- exactly, man. But it, it was fun, and uh, she enjoys it. My daughter loves for me to pick her up in school, and so that's it. We always have a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like you need to prove to your kids that you're cool. You know, oh, man. like that's <laughs> just overboard. Come on. Uh, yeah, I can you, picture all the other not. kids being like, yeah, believe it or not, man, daddy, daddy's not cool all the time. <laughs> Even <laughs> I from don't my seven year old, I hear that daddy. Yeah, see, with my daughter, I haven't quite reached that point yet where, I, where I'm still pretty cool. Uh, it's a, it's only another how couple old is, of years. How old is- uh, yeah, how old is your baby? Yeah, she's 11 years old. So, yeah, it's a couple oh. more years I'll be in that spot. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's a great age right there. They're, they're, it's so much fun, man. I'm, like I said, I've been having so much fun being at home, but it is time to get back out on the road and and, uh, and get back out here to the family out there on the road and rock out every night. I look forward to it, man. And, uh, again, thank you guys for your support. Hell yeah, dude. This, oh, uh, this new record, man, seriously, like sitting down and listening to it, uh, you guys brought it back on this one, man. It's like you had something to prove <laughs> after after Definitely, the acoustic man. record, man. Yeah, you know we ain't getting no younger too. So let's get out. Let's go ahead and just ring it out. <laughs> How many spouses of the Seven Dust members are former Atlanta Falcons t- cheerleaders? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm putting the over under as two. Not not a one of them. <laughs> no. Oh come on. Not a one of them. Man, you know, actually, the only, uh, my, my girl's mid, yeah, she's, she's a mid, Midwest, yeah, Midwest girl, but uh, no, no one's a Falcon cheerleader or ex-Falcon cheerleader, I don't, I don't know much, I don't know if I want to say too much more on that, because my wife is right beside me. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the other interview I, don't know, I, I don't, get. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know why I'm even saying that, but things could get weird. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you like your borderline suicidal hobbies more than your wife's happiness <laughs> <laughs> you know what man you guys should be friends i just saw a smile come on her face when you heard that <laughs> i love it you know, man. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> you guys are great all right, well thank you sorry real serious question though so like uh-huh. what was worse was was clint quitting the band or finding out that Clint wrote a song for Striper. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did he? Did he write a song for those guys? Yeah, you didn't know that. I think he he is friends with that. Yeah, I didn't know that it went through. Oh wow, that's great. <laughs> oh, it it's great, that band, man. That, 
that was, you know what, it's, uh, it was worse when he left, man. That was a hard time for us all as young men. But, you know, we all, you know, everyone has to find their way. And uh, I, I'm a true believer in if there's any place that you can leave and come back and home, and Seven Us is home. And, uh, you know, I think it, uh, it all made it, it worked, it made it even better for us when he came back because it was like that long lost brother that left that finally came back home and man, let's get back to work. And that's what we've been doing ever since. So to me, it's a story that uh, made us even work even harder. But you guys had made and a deal like, in the beginning that he wouldn't do that and he went and did that. Are you able to trust him now? Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely able to trust him. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't think, you know, what well, we didn't stop. You know, we never stopped. Uh, that was just something that, like I said, I, I think everyone has to, to find themselves. And, and that was a time in his life where he had to find himself, and he was able to, to do that and came back, guess what, a better man. I don't think if he wouldn't have gone through the the, uh, the trials and the tribulations that he went through, he might not even be here today. So now we're looking at how many years sober? Eight years sober, uh, a different man completely focused and uh, happy in his life. So, But you still wouldn't let him babysit your kids? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of him knocking knocking the stuff off the table and doing one, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't trust your kids to it. Maybe your kids would drive him back to drink. Right, exactly. <laughs> come back. Come back and have a bandana on a cigarette. <laughs> Wet like Rick. Went like Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's a yeah, we're gonna get wrapping up here, dude. Um, but John, is there is there any resolution on your brother's murder? Have they found out who did it? Wow. Um, well, I can say uh, you know what, man. It's been so many years that 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 was something that was not handled. I don't think um, in a proper manner. But vigilante love has a. Uh, over the years of taken its course on that, if that if you understand that, so that's wow. Now, does yeah, your mom so know that? Because the one thing that I found on the internet was her. She had uh, made a comment on an article a number of years ago about how the police department had completely botched that investigation, amongst yeah, many did. others. Yeah, and so does she know that that justice has been served? Yeah, I mean, if you were to call it that, yeah, that, absolutely, man. You know, that's something that you, I don't even know if we call it justice. It's just something that was terrible and something that I think uh, if it's not every day that I think about it's every other day that I remember that because I don't think anyone should go that way and uh until it happened to me I I said it could never happen so uh it changed my life and if there's anyone that's lost someone I'm always the one that says sorry's not enough but I understand and so uh you know I I, I, you know I try to keep my brother's legacy going and uh I pray for him and I think I know that he's with us Every day, and uh, yeah, that was a terrible situation, man. I don't wish that upon Definitely. anyone. I just don't wish anything bad upon anyone, anyway. But uh, things do happen in life, man, and that was something that, uh, whew, you know. Dude, does it feel better once you know that justice has been done, rather than not knowing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what, man? Yeah, in a, in a, in a crazy mixed-up world, in your mind and your heart and your, and your vengeance and all that type of stuff, absolutely, man. But then at, at the at the end of the day, it's like you know, light lies are lost for no reason at all, beautiful people that could have contributed to this world and, and God knows how many ways uh, uh, missing out on, uh, you know, I think about more of the, him missing out on his nieces and nephews' lives and, and not only that, but his own life, you know, just yeah. to see what he could have become as a man and my selfishness of wishing he would have been here with me 
to see what's going on, you know, and to bring him out on the road with me and those type of things are the things that I think about. But, uh, you know, I know that the way we were taught that he's in a better place, so uh, one day we'll see him again. So forgiveness was not in the cards for you until vengeance was served. Uh, no, I, I, mean, I don't know necessarily think that. I just think that. That's got to be hard. See, I couldn't do the forgiveness yeah. thing. Yeah, that would be And I know that. Yeah, I don't think the forgiveness thing came up until afterwards, period, if that makes sense. You know, I wasn't even thinking about forgiving. I was just too yeah. mad at the world, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's a good, yeah, I think it did come afterwards. But it, it was never, well, let me forgive them, you know, because I, 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 I didn't even know. I'd never, I'd never understood why it happened, so. I've almost thing. killed my brother myself, and I, you know, and I still wouldn't forgive somebody else for doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. You actually <laughs> liked your brother, you know? Yeah, I love my brother. He was great. I still love him. I guess it was after the the what happened in North Carolina. the The families of the victims basically said that they had forgiven him, or forgiven him. Yeah, that was yeah. And right. that was that was at the same time one of the most frustrating, but also one of the most gracious things that I had ever seen anybody do. Do you believe it, though? I don't know. I don't believe them. I mean, you know, man, I, I mean, it, 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 there's different breeds of people, man. I got to tell you what, I take my hat off to someone that that can completely go into forgiveness. That, I mean, come on, man. I could, my wife could do something weird, and I'll be mad at her for a good 24 hours, and, and maybe the next day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just, we're, good, we're just a little bit different. It's going to take a little while. <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you for a little while. <laughs> I know the I, war, I, I, the warden cracked down on you. You know, watch out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I've always said that, like, if I when when I go and I'm going to go before my wife for sure. Like, what I want is I want her to put a sign out on the front lawn. I want it to say "Room for Rent," and I want to throw a party. I want two speeches. I want her to give a speech, and I want a speech from her new boyfriend. That's all I ask. I like it. Hey, but you know what? You been you know doing you know doing the DJ thing and all the radio. You could just have that song "Room for Rent" played over some speakers out in your yard, too. <laughs> I like it. You yeah. like it? You like Hell it? Yeah. All right, so what song would you have played when your inevitable motorcycle accident at the age of 120 happens, right? So what song gets played? Get your motor running. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, oh, man. Oh, no. I don't, that's a good question. Uh would be a good song. I don't know anything about Jimi Hendrix. How about that? Oh, wow. You disagree with Marty Friedman. I thought you were going to say the new Striper song that Clint wrote. I got to hear this song. Man. I'm with I can't wait to bust his balls when we get off this phone call. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear the song? No, no. I'm, I can't bring myself to do it, dude. I got a, I got a, 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 a jean jacket in my closet with a huge Striper back patch on it. And oh you know, God. I just I can't, I can't go back there. Those those days are way gone. You know, you know what's funny is we just recently met him. I think it might have been a year or so ago. And me and Clint were at the airport, and so that was that whole venture of Clint meeting him in the band for the first time as you know a kid growing up. Like you said, that jean jacket. So it was kind of like the jean jacket experience for us at the airport. And I guess those guys kind of kept in contact. I didn't realize that he wrote a song for him. Do you recognize him in the airport? I don't think I could recognize him. Clint did. Yeah? Oh, he's Clint a big fan. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know what's so funny about it is the singer, he was married. He's married to some uh, lady that we all knew hanging out in the Boston area. So that was kind of a connection for Clint to talk to him. Jewish hey, woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. 
Bob, Bob, a good news. All right, wait a minute. That's right. Right. <laughs> that, you know what? That's not even Jewish. But you know what? We for a long time, my Jewish drum tech. I would say Baba Ganush, and he was like, "Man, it just sounds Jewish." I was like, "I know, I know, it sounds Jewish. And I like, I like the way it's not Jewish. It's a Mediterranean dish. I mean, let's. I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but when you said it, <laughs> I thought I would share my Baba Ganush story with you. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Bob, Baba Ganush here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, new record uh, called Kill the Flaw is uh, wicked good, man, and it's out, and uh, you got to check it out, man. I uh, can't wait to catch you guys on tour again here soon, man. And, LeJohn, next right time on, you guys have an guys. album, I want an interview with your wife. All right, right on, man. You can, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you for uh, oh, thank letting you. me have such a fun time today, and this has probably been one of the best interviews I've done so far with this album.
to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. The title track to the new record from Slayer on the Metal Sucks podcast. Brought to you by Black Sabbath, the end tour. Now it ends, the final tour by the greatest metal band of all time. Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, and Geezer Butler close the final chapter in the final volume of the incredible Black Sabbath story. For full dates and ticket info, visit LiveNation.com. And also brought to you by Creative Live. Make sure you're checking out our friends at Creative Live, man. Maybe they can make your band sound like that, dude. Uh, it's cool. Or actually, they can teach you to make your band sound. Yeah, check, check out 
check them out, dude, because they have classes on engineering, mixing, mastering, all taught by artists like Between the Bear and Me, Converge, Periphery, you know, the baddest of the bad. That, that, that'd be who you want to learn from. CreativeLive.com slash audio if you want to learn more and watch some free previews. So uh, thank you very much to those guys. But uh, Repentless, thank the listening you, party was on Friday. We, we put it out on, on 9-11, the day the, the, the album dropped. And damn, that was a, I think that was a pretty cool deal. So I'm very, very happy with how that turned out. We got just about everybody that we wanted uh, to participate. Uh, it, it was just it, for me, it's so cool when you get an idea and it, it's one of those like late night ideas. And then and then it actually ends up turning out and sounding kind of like what I thought it'd sound like. It's right? kind of. Uh, so we had we had DX Ferris, who's written not one but two books on Slayer. Uh, he he was joining us. Uh, comedian John Toll, uh, uh, Despel Magazine's Albert Mudrian, uh, Joel McIver's written The Bloody Reign of Slayer. Emperor Rhombus from Here on Metal Sucks. Um, uh, Eli from the band Holy Grail, yeah. just like a super super mega Slayer fan. He had a great story about their compression. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? And then Ian Christie from the Bloody Roots of Slayer on Sirius XM, Bazillion Points. Uh, what a freaking lineup, man. Yeah, a lot of Slayer experts, man. That was a lot of fun talking to everybody, dude. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was cool. And if you haven't checked it out, the idea is basically you bought the record, right? You've got uh, you've got the LP, you've got the CD, you got whatever. You listen to the podcast along with it, and you can hear our commentary as well as all these fine guests talking about the new record and talking about you know where it stands in the Slayer legacy and what it means and where it's going and all that stuff. And there's some pretty interesting takes on it. And it's not all just like... Uh, you know, j- jerking them off or anything either. It's like legitimate criticism and some cool stuff. And I, 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 I'm, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I think it I worked. Learned out. stuff. You know, I learned a bunch True, of things. Yes, actually. I, I, I laugh my ass off half the time. <laughs> and some people like love the album. I love the album. Other people are like, yeah, it's okay. And other people were like, oh, you know, that. it was like. Yeah. It was a total mix, you mm-hmm. know? It was really cool. Which is what I kind of expect from a new Slayer record, right? You you just can't get, you can't get in. It, it was, a, like we said, it was the same sort of thing with Iron Maiden. It's either you love it, hate it, or you're just really lukewarm, you know, and kind of in the middle on all of it. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. But I expect sort of my conclusion was, was that the new Slayer record is going to be, it, it's all about two songs that they can continue on with in the set list going forward, and the rest is just kind of filler. You know, for the most part, but uh, but I I think it's a pretty good record overall. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah thank all those guys for participating with us and and uh, yeah thanks to uh, Slayer and Nuclear Blast for uh, uh, getting us uh, the album so we could actually do yeah, it. You yeah. know, so that was cool. That was uh, yeah, no, it was a good was, thing. It was I, very we got to nice. figure out what bands we do that for in the future. You know, who's got like a big album that you get excited about, like Slayer's album, and maybe you know? some suggestions. You know, you can always send them our way if you're uh, following us on Twitter and all that good stuff. So I suggest yeah. you do that. At Bearded Ape is where you find me and uh, this guy at godless speaks so, yeah. godlessspeaks.com so, is going to be like completely redone soon so <laughs> whoa uh, yeah, i'm, ex- I'm like excited the- about that yeah, i'm excited about everything now um <laughs> we wanted to talk about this i mentioned it earlier and this is something that uh, came up on metal sucks and i thought this was just completely and utterly something that i, I wanted to i wanted to jump through my computer screen uh, that somebody would uh, even try this because uh, i've known 
so many people that have had battles with cancer. I've known so many people that have lost their battle with cancer. I've known people that have survived their battle with cancer. So many different stages of it. We've all been affected by it in one way or another. We've known somebody or seen somebody or whatever. And what I'm talking about is this uh, this woman. What's her name? Her name is uh, Eddie, right? Uh, Hallie, uh, Haley Eddie or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. I don't want to give her too much credit here, but basically what she did in Erie, Pennsylvania, in the and she's in a hardcore band called Counterfeit or was before they broke up. They started a GoFundMe campaign because she said she had stage three cervical cancer. Well, it turns out that she didn't have stage three surgical uh, cervical cancer and the GoFundMe campaign to raise three thousand dollars to help her find treatment and stuff actually was something that was set up by a group called Hardcore Cares. And they had the wool pulled over their eyes. And this is something like as an isolated incident, I think it sucks, right? It's just a terrible, stupid. Why would anybody do something like this? So do we know that she doesn't have cancer? That's what they said. They they confirmed that through a post that she had posted on nine, six or something like that, that they that the hardcore cares people had confirmed that she did not have cancer. And. At this point, um, you know, uh, kind of hope she gets it because, uh, you know, good fucking What a great luck. cover. You got to be a hardcore chick. You know, you claim you have cancer. It's like you don't have to shave your head. It's already <laughs> shaved. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a great cover, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's I think like overarching the, the problem with this is is not that. Uh, it's not just the fact that you got a liar in your midst. Right. But it's also something that when these sorts of things come come up. You want to make sure that you trust your friends that are in the scene, right? And everybody's part of the scene, whatever scene it is, whatever town you're in, whatever, wherever, what part of the world you're in. You want to be able to trust the people that are around you. And granted, you can kind of smell the smell the stench of the ones that are that are terrible. But some people are better at covering it up than others. I just see this as one of those things where when bands are looking for ways to make money, whether it's a GoFundMe, a Kickstarter or anything like that to do whatever they want, whether it's make a new record, put out a thing of T-shirts, help because their 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 kid is having is having medical trouble and they don't have insurance, whatever it is that they're trying to do. This just goes one step further to kind of delegitimize the process of somebody trying to do something legitimate and i know that like kickstarter's been having some trouble with that where people mm -hmm. are not following through on the the things that they promise they're going to send and you know all that sort of thing and it's making alternative crowdfunding sites with different models a little bit more um you know considered a little bit more um well, i don't know uh it's a, it's a better place or, for people to go. Well, yeah. no, not lucrative, but just as like, it's a safer place to go because you're, you're putting less in and you're yeah. always making sure that, you know, that sort of thing. But it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge. I mean, every time there's a new technology, there's people who push its limits and do yeah. something that, that it's wrong, uh, with it, you know, and that's sometimes, uh, helps in the end, uh, make it better for everybody. But it, it there's that, you know, really awkward phase. The thing that I, I don't know, I hear a story like that. And I know that like in the back of her head, she has to be thinking this is as low as somebody could get. I'm really, really going. And that makes me go, what desperate straits was she in that she was willing to risk as much as she's risked yeah i'm and maybe not so desperate that you know the desperation that comes with having cancer but maybe there's something else going on that 
I don't know. And then, but then you start thinking about Blake Judd, and it's like, well, yeah, he's desperate, but he's desperate for drugs, and that's not good. So I don't know, man. I I, I really want to hear more about this story because I I just want to. Yeah, I I'd like to know that there was a good reason for th- this kind of lie because no. it just seems like no there's no good reason it doesn't matter there's no good reason for this kind of lie whatsoever and anybody who comes up with the idea to lie about something like that it's just a terrible fucking person i mean just straight up a terrible person well, i mean what if she's got a kid that's been like abducted and this is to raise money for the ransom you know you what know? fucking put it up there that you got a kid who's been abducted and you're raising money for the ransom put well, it up you can't there. put, put it, it up because there. the kid might like you know they might kill Come the kid if you, they said in the letter with the pasted <laughs> magazine on. letters they said you tell anybody and Come the on, kid really? died you watch i'm way just too, saying you're watching way too much tv man you know <laughs> i'm picturing i'm picturing and like like uh, uh, ransom, that was that movie ransom. Yeah, it's with, too, uh, too many damn movies oh, that, from the '90s is what you're watching. It's like really okay, man. Is Mel Gibson gonna come and save the fucking day or some shit, man? Come on, whatever. You're not taking my kid. No, I, I I don't give a shit. It doesn't really matter. I think this is just like the word the you, you don't fake fucking cancer. You just don't. That's just, I mean, God, there, there's you can lie about a lot of things, right? You really can lie about. Uh, about a lot of different things, but this is something you just don't fucking lie about because so many people battle battle with it every fucking day, and they have to deal with. And 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 there are legitimate people who who are going bankrupt in this country because of this disease and cannot get the treatment that they need. I mean, hell, there was an entire series about making meth based on the fact that he couldn't afford his fucking cancer treatment. So, I mean, granted, people do bad things, do bad things, but this is like fucking terrible. Just, just, it's like, isn't it something like one out of four people get cancer, something like that. But like, like four out of four people who lie about getting cancer, get cancer. <laughs> uh, so it's guaranteed now. Yeah. Sorry. It's, <laughs> yeah, 100, it's guaranteed. 100% that your vagina is going to be rotten with cancer soon enough well dude i'm just saying i'm i i guess it's a bad thing i just want to know more before i start piling on you know yeah no i agree with i i know i know you gotta know like i get it i get that right but if it is exactly what we're what what is it it looks like on the surface it's just oh yeah but but then but then if somebody if she does come back and say it's for something else that might be legitimate are you gonna believe that just uh, on its face value i don't know if i am I mean, I, I really want her to get into another band, and I want her to be the opening act for Knocked Mistium in the 2016 <laughs> tour. And the tour will never happen. They'll just sell pre-sell tickets and T-shirts. That's, exactly. that's all that's going to happen. It's like nothing's ever going to go, and they're going to have a Kickstarter campaign to fund the next album for both of them put together. Yeah, it's going to be great. Any, anybody who goes to the merch booth just like hands over money and then just gets punched in the face <laughs> really hard. Uh, I just think it's a bad thing. You know, it's terrible that this that this group, the Hardcore Cares group, has to come out and put a put a statement out about it. And, you know, and it's terrible that 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 scene has to go through something like that because it becomes something that that it's just bad for everybody. It really is. And and bands who are struggling to try to do something with GoFundMe or something with some kind of a campaign like that, 
you know, that, that's just one more kind of nail in the coffin of people that just don't trust it anymore. You know, I mean, we saw what happens when you have a very successful campaign uh, like that with somebody like Protest the Hero. Right. And then after that, you see people that struggle with it. And, and it might be popularity. It might be, you know, not the right this, not the right that uh, the wrong mixture of certain things. But really, it's like when you start to see people that are just lying, flat out lying about stuff on there. Well, you know, they start like, to question like, where your money goes. You really do. Erie, Pennsylvania has actually had a pretty strong punk and hardcore scene for a long Damn time. Straight. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a podunk little town. But and actually, this is a kick in the dick. It really is. It, it is. But like then I'm thinking about like our conversation just a few minutes ago with LeJohn and and, you know, it's like, so what happened to the dudes who killed your brother? And he's like, Batman, dude. And so I'm like, all right, where's Batman when we need, <laughs> you know, to take care of your EPA's hardcore scene, you know? Well, well, you know, then, and who's to say that the, 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 some crap might not happen out of that, you know? I, I, I would hate to I, see I, anybody I, get hurt. Uh, hurt. Uh, don't want know, that. Would yeah, never totally. would never want anything like that to, to befall anybody of that nature. But, yeah. you know, somebody, there, there should be some hell to pay, at least for, you know, basically robbing your scene of $3,000. Yeah, you know, either that or the kidnappers should be like happy and take it out on the kidnappers. Yeah, well, it is good that it is. I, I guess it's probably in their best interest, like for hardcore cares. They said in their statement that they weren't going to pursue uh, legal action against this woman uh, because, you know, it's probably it would cost them more money than what they put into it. So, you know, hopefully if they if they make any money out of the shows that were supposed to be benefits, man, they can put it back into the into the nonprofit and do some good for the scene. So I just think it's terrible for for any scene to have to suffer something like that man when you get something uh just uh, oh <laughs> just yeah, disappointing I mean, it's, it's fucking disappointing it's, you want to have i want to have faith in people right i really do and it's really hard when you see fucking scumbags taking advantage of people it, it's really hard to have faith in people it really is wow well, it's like i was saying at dinner tonight trust but verify. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Now, if you want to verify something, <laughs> our big, <laughs> big announcement. announcement. Big announcement. All right. So, kids, uh, it's been, what, a um, little over two years that we've been doing this podcast for a while. But what we've decided to do is we've decided to start ourselves uh, something we're not lying about. Um, th- this is actually going into uh, our pockets. Uh, it's going to be holding <laughs> Chuck's kids for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to start ourselves a Patreon account. And something I've done on another podcast and some other things like that. And and really what it is, uh, if you've never been to Patreon before, it's an opportunity for uh, content creators to put their stuff out there and give you certain special things, uh, whether it's early access to what we're doing, exclusive access to kind of back end stuff, uh, things like that. But it's really a way for you to support the people that you listen to and that you like and uh, the content that you enjoy by you know, offering a little bit of uh, fundage going that way for as little as a dollar or as much as uh, $50,000 a month. You can uh, <laughs> you, you can drop in whatever you want. I mean, if you if you drop in $50,000 a month, I will come. I will fly to your place and I will jerk you off personally. OK, <laughs> I, I mean, whatever, whatever that take, because I mean, that's that would be amazing. But I, I don't think we're going to have any uh, any patrons that are there. I'm, I would like to like the first person I would like to have donate to our Patreon would be this uh, cancer stricken <laughs> chick with the I, I just need the three K, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Well, all I know is we're not lying about this. We're we're yes. just putting this out there and uh, and gonna let uh, gonna let it ride and see what happens, man. So make sure 
that you check it out. Can I also say, yeah, say why we're kind of doing it? Like, like the other thing, the reason why really we're doing it is that, is that, look, you know, Chuck and I like bust our freaking asses like this week for doing that slayer thing man it was like every single night of the week for Mm -hmm. like multiple hours to get that all together not not including all the planning and all that sort of stuff and and we want to continue to do stuff like that but it's sort of like an opportunity cost you know there's other things that we we could be pursuing and and could be doing in different ways that we could be doing it and we'd rather not we'd rather create more awesome content like we did with the online listening party we'd love to have a longer podcast we'd love to have more uh, episodes um you know all that sort of thing you've got another podcast i'm thinking of developing a second podcast and i want to you know give people you know some samples of that and you know there's just all sorts of stuff that we're working on all the time i got my game i want to like distribute to people right you know? i know exactly so i, I think that yeah. there's a there, there's going to be some cool stuff and you if you go to uh, patreon.com slash chuck and godless uh you can you can check it out and you can see what uh, what we're talking about there i anticipate we'll be making uh, about ten dollars a month um but that you know hey <laughs> it's all good <laughs> I, I, I really I really honestly what's funny is is I don't really care what I what I really what I really care about is I care about you guys being able to join in on some of the stuff in the show and give you an opportunity to check out some cool stuff that is on the back end and kind of get a little bit of insight into all the work that we do do because it really does you know when you're just throwing it out there for an hour you may not realize like all the back end stuff that we do to make a lot of this stuff happen whether it's the edits the stuff that we take out of some of the interviews that we do or if it's some of the stuff that never makes it to the podcast guess there's quite a bit right. of uh, stuff behind the scenes you know i think we've been recording for about three hours right now uh <laughs> it's only been like 20 minutes of podcast so there's a lot of different stuff that we can offer you guys uh and that you can check out and it's just a way to help us continue doing that uh a little more comfortably i'll tell you i get i get like a total like uh you know i feel like a telethon buzz, right now. you know like from a telethon every time right now yeah, I know. But I get a buzz like when I get like an email or a note on Twitter that's saying, hey, you really like the show or, you know, listen all the time or listen to all of them. When you can do more, you know, that sort of thing. It's always cool to hear from people. Yeah. Rarely get, I mean, you get to meet people all the time because they know what you look like and, you know, all that sort of, you know, you're you're a metal hero in Central Texas. So, well, you know, you got yeah. people talking to you all the time. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows what I look like. And, you know, so no, I never hear whether anybody listening or or cares or whatever so it's like this neat little way that there's applause and it's kind of like a tip jar you know you don't need to do it it's all good but it you know hey if you if you do listen all the time we certainly would appreciate it and the more money that goes in the truth of the matter is is just like it just it it, it'll inspire us to do more and better and more and better and more and better indeed indeed so we're not technically begging uh, <laughs> Speaking of knowing what I look like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, I, is that going to be the only place where we're going to put a picture of you up? That's right. I'm going to oh, put a picture snap. at Patreon.com/slash Chuck and Godless. You can go see what I look like and laugh your freaking ass off, whether <laughs> you put money in the pot or not. Uh, no, did, wait, did we put that as a level? I don't know. I can't remember what we did. All right, <laughs> no, no, it's, set it. And it's for it. everybody, man. Right. And speaking of pot, just for the record. I don't smoke pot, so it's like you don't even have to worry about us like doing pulling a Blake Judd or anything. You know? What man? I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good, bro. <laughs> no, it's a trust me. It's not fake. It's actually When's the real. last time you bought pot. Was it really in the twenty first century? You get free pot. Shh. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in Texas, dude. They'll come find my ass, man. Don't talk about that stuff. Uh, if you I was don't in Colorado, it, man, you just show up. People are like, "Hey," and you're like, "Hey,", <laughs> hey and that's it, uh, dude. People I, look at me and they're like, "Look, narc." You know, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it. true. That is true. Hey, I learned a long time ago. You don't just smoke what somebody hands you. All right, that's just something you don't do. That's not in the state that doesn't have that shit legalized. You know what I mean? Because because uh, next thing you know, you're gonna be naked on a overpass, rocking in a fetal position if you're not careful. So yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I would rather next thing you know, th- some some weird website. Is raised three thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like i'm a cancer patient yeah that's great yeah, awesome. he, like he needs to get a rehab yeah we're gonna raise 30 grand for this guy all right awesome i'm just saying there might be some good reasons why yeah, I'm, right? I'm, i don't know what they are you know i'm just i don't know either i don't know either so check out patreon.com slash chuck and godless you can find it you can find that there also uh do all the regular stuff man make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on itunes on stitcher wherever you get your damn podcast man we definitely appreciate it we appreciate every one of you people that are listening so uh yeah check that out and uh, maybe give us a couple of stars tell us that we suck you can find us on social media we'll have links to all that stuff as well uh once we get this podcast up and running on monday uh that's where you can find us every monday metalsucks.net of course and uh social media i'm at bearded ape i'm at godless speaks godlessspeaks.com and another announcement coming up in a few days on the facebook oh we got more stuff more stuff stuff. dude there's so much we're working on i know i know see that's uh, this we're peeling back the curtain with the patreon thing all right till next week man i'm chuck i'm godless and this is the metal sucks podcast (laughs) 